0: Ah, you obviously know Kung Fu.
1: Hey guys, this is Noah Flater, actor and director here with Kung Fu Drive In Podcast.
2: Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. (laughs) Joining me again tonight, actor, filmmaker, martial artist, returning for his third visit to the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Always a pleasure to have him on. Noah Flader, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for
1: having me, man. It's always a pleasure.
2: (laughs) You've been a busy boy. Oh, dude, my team and I don't sleep, man. No, you really don't sleep. I know you guys were just on the East Coast, and then now there are pics of you on a horse on Instagram. (laughs) Where, Where exactly are you right now?
1: I'm I'm back in the South Bay in L.A. right now, but yeah, that was a couple of days ago in Calabasas doing some horse training for another project that we're working on. Of course you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, if I'm doing something, 99% of the time it has to do with something, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, so cool. yeah, it's craziness. I was just in Boston, yep. and um, it sounds like I'll be going back to Louisiana and then Boston, I think, ju- end of July, August, so... Wow, crazy, man. Yeah, back and forth, back and forth.
2: That's awesome. And listen, uh, I've had some really awesome guests on the show. But there is one show that is leading the pack on all my interviews right now is the most downloaded. Can you can you hazard a guess at who that might be?
1: oh god one of the guys from warrior come on man <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome show
2: it is an awesome show but you'd be wrong the the most downloaded episode to date right now is Noah flader
1: wow that's insane <laughs> oh my god man how crazy
2: is that jesus
1: i can't believe anybody cares that much
2: <laughs> your fans are, are loyal your fans are uh, an absolute army for you so man, uh congratulations that's incredible Thanks, man. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. So listen, you've had a few fantastic
1: uh, short films come out. How busy did, did those uh, projects keep you? Oh man, we don't, like I said, man, we don't sleep. It's just 24 seven. Like I wake up at 5 36 AM and from the time that I start in the morning. So usually my morning routine is I wake up, I drill my acting. I have acting homework that I got to do in the morning right away. Cause if I don't do it, I won't have any other time to do it. So I do it for the first hour and a half, two hours in the morning. Then I go to the gym right away with my team for the next three or four hours. Then I start my workload. So, with that kind of regimen and schedule, you know, like it's just been chaotic with like such tremendous goals ahead. So, with those two projects, Trace and Karate Guards, it was literally back to back um, as soon as we dropped them. I think we dropped them what, like two, three weeks apart from each other, but it was very, very close. yeah, months of prep for both projects, so it's been incredible, it's been incredible. So
2: let's get into that, because Trace came from Oss Films, your uh, Oss Films, and uh, Wang Fu Productions, starred you and uh, Brandon Suhu. Yes, sir. Uh, and then the other one was Karate Guards, funny little buddy comedy with you and Christopher Troy, two really different projects, but both- Super different. <laughs> yeah, very different, but both begging for sequels, I think, and for my own sake, unfortunately, sadly, lacking a certain pirate, but we'll let that go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, you remember. <laughs> Persistent, man, I love it. <laughs> All
2: right, so let's touch on Trace first, because that yeah. was a slick uh, sci-fi martial arts piece. Uh, felt like a little bit Matrix,
1: a little bit Inception. Mm. How did that project come to be? Well, Brandon Sue, who has reached out to me a bunch of times to work out, and then we started training together. And then he brought it to my attention. He's like, man, I want to shoot something. And I was, you know, like everybody wants to shoot all the time. And I was like, well, if we do something, it's got to be really unique and really different. He's like, no, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. I really want to fight. We got to do something. And I've been good friends with the Wang Fu team for a very long time. Now, they don't do anything of this genre at all. Like their normal type of, of films that they make are rom-coms mm-hmm. and they're masters of it. But I know Wes, one of the owners, very, very well. And Wes is a huge sci-fi fan. He, whenever I see him at events, we'll literally go off to the side and just talk about Star Wars for two hours. I kid you <laughs> not, man. And he's just such a great dude and just so creative. He's a lot more than what Wong Fu, you know, really just brings to the table for Showface. And, um, and I asked Brandon, I'm like, do you think Wes would be interested in doing something? Brandon's like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Let me call Wes and let me see if we can do something. So we both reached out to him. We sat him down. One thing led to another and um, Wes was definitely in. We we kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do. And with the amount of talent that I was able to bring to the table, my production team, Wes really couldn't say no. And then um, I think one of like the major layers of the project was once we had like the third revision of the script, Tommy was actually the connection to get us the Batcave. It's actually called Popsicle LA Studios. Yeah. And it's right in L.A. And um, Tommy has a, a close friend that works there. So we got a huge discount to go shoot there. Tommy's like, hey, guys, I have a connection to the studio. We have to shoot there. That like really lit a fire underneath Wes's ass. And he was like, holy shit, this is like bringing it to such a higher caliber. So once that really happened, we got in even bigger players as you know more actors involved. And yeah, man, it just kind of like transformed into this massive little thing. And it really pushed me as a performer, man. So I have a tremendous respect for Wes and Brandon. Brandon really helped me with my acting and prepped me as well, too. And I, of course, helped him with his fighting. So, uh, you know. All in all, I'm just really happy with the product.
2: Yeah, it was really, really well done. And for a studio that hasn't done any sci-fi, the special effects on this thing were
1: off the hook. Oh, man. Yeah, that's our buddy. His name's Kensen. He actually worked for Wong Fu for a very long time, but he's also worked with us. Wenson's kind of like the go-to indie effects guy within our circle. So once we showed him what we shot, he we, he didn't even tell us what he was going to do. We thought he was going to do like some simple effects, and we know Kenson's good. Everybody goes to him. He's phenomenal. He took this to a whole other caliber, yeah. and it like shocked all of us. I didn't even get to see that part, and I was heavily involved in post, mm. so I was really shocked. Kenson killed it. Yeah, that was really
2: nice, especially those lights dropping down into the Batcave. Man, I was like, was wow, that is, cool. that's next-level stuff. That was really cool.
1: Man, thank you.
2: <laughs> so tell me about uh the talent because uh brandon suhu the other actors that you got involved when you started working together
1: how did that uh, whole dynamic come together yeah britney and ritesh are, are the other two actors and actually christopher troy was in this as well so chris chris and i will we call him troy so troy and i were already working on prepo for karate guards and him and I actually have some really big plans later down the line. So I try to keep him involved in everything that we do. So I was like, hey man, there isn't a big acting role, but we can get you a small fight bit. And he was actually the stunt coordinator for it. That was more of his role on this project. Okay. So I was very lucky to have him, you know, just making sure everybody was safe. Brittany and Ritesh are like seasoned pro actors. Brittany's actually on Marvel's Runaway right now. And my God, they were just phenomenal. They're Wang Fu's connection, actually. So as soon as, if I'm not mistaken, Wes said that he has, they have kind of a, a, a casting list or a roster of different actors that they can pull from that they really enjoy working with. So once we had the script, he looked at it and he was like, I actually have two people perfectly in mind for these roles. So he reached out to them. And I didn't know that um, Ritesh was already a fan of mine and he has seen all my work. So as soon as he heard I was in, he was instantly involved and he wanted to do a fight scene as well, too. And I was like, damn, man, next time, (laughs) part two, part two, well, maybe we'll do a fight, you know. So I didn't know he does Taekwondo and Muay Thai and, and he's well versed in those fields. And Brittany knows, I think... I, I may be butchering this, but I, I'm not sure where Runaways is being filmed, but she does know a lot of the New York stunt guys that I'm also familiar with. Oh, cool. So she has, she, yeah, she has a lot of connections in the stunt world as well, too, just from the Marvel show. So I'm I'm wondering if that was shot in New York. I, I'm not sure, but no, she was phenomenal and she was just, she was amazing to work with as well, too. That's awesome.
2: What was the level of training and choreo that you guys had to put together for this?
1: Oh man, I beat the shit out of Brandon every day, dude. <laughs> 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 Poor kid, man. Um, no, Brandon said that this was the mm. one of the hardest projects he's ever been a part of. It has really? pushed him tremendously because, as you know, a regular you know actor, you don't get to do that that much fighting ever. Sure. Production won't allow it. They'll let a, a stunt guy come in W, they'll punch in tight and they'll cut half the fight and that's it. And um I trained Brandon. We were working out three to five times a week. And you know, my, my training routines are not easy at all. You <laughs> yeah, know, I know. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I know what I do is not normal. And for um somebody that isn't up to caliber to just to jump in right away, it's it's very difficult and it's extremely mentally tasking because you know it's easy to do it one time especially if you're talented brandon's talented you know brandon's talented hands down but it's hard to do it the second time and then the third time and then keep going and keep going becomes normal you have to find a love for this pain that you have to keep enduring and you have to find comfortability in being you know uncomfortable and it's very difficult and then after we're done training then we go drill our acting and that's where he steps up and he's like okay here are the acting drills i want to go over with you and he pushed me in that way so we really i mean i think we did that i want to say three or four months prior to trace happening we were pretty much doing that oh wow you know non-stop and we don't have any big studios backing us man there's no studios paying anyone to do any of this stuff dude this is just we are very passionate and hungry about what we do and we just push ourselves and that's it man
2: now the, the acting drilling what 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 goes into that are you are you like reading lines back and forth or are you just uh, practicing things how does that work out
1: yeah so with the type of stuff Brandon had us really do was um, from what I'm more comfortable with is more conversational like I, I don't know how to say normal dialogue but characters that's are uh, that are like more relatable in this current modern world you know for instance karate guards was what the dialogue for that is is really like it's me. You know, like I have so much to relate to with Ralph. Like it's, it's he's a karate instructor. Like I, you know, and it's modern. But with something like Trace, it's set in a post-apocalyptic world. They're the one percenters. They speak a little bit different. They walk different. It's not really like the Earth we know. So you have to find a way to transform the way you speak. And the the lines that are written are not necessarily the way that I would normally speak. So you have to find ways to make those words yours and become comfortable doing that. And that was, I think, what a lot of our time was or spent prepped into doing so. And um, especially like invoking emotions. And there was like a lot of range in, in this one where we're kind of these two characters. I kind of become like a, a big brother to this character. And it becomes really emotional for my character. And I had to like spend a lot of time and in, in asking guidance from Wes. Like, okay, how, how do I go down this path? Where do you want me to go? Well, actually, one of the most interesting things, and this is kind of what I've I've actually kept my mouth shut for a little bit, and I was waiting for an opportunity to say this, and I actually saved this little piece for you. Um, nice. Yeah. So, trust, dude, I've had all these premieres. I've had a lot of people ask me. I haven't said anything. And this is just for you. Awesome. For this yeah. So, all right. Let me have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was very difficult for me, actually. So we were on set, and the last ending scene, if you're familiar with, is when Brandon is holding me, and his lights start to flicker, and I kind of start crying a little bit, and I have a moment where I feel somewhat defeated, and I I feel like I've let him down there. And then his eyes flicker, and there's a glimpse of hope. And that wasn't actually what we were supposed to do. So on the day, the normal rehearsals were literally just supposed to be me being angry or being frustrated. And on the day when we were doing it, the energy was so intense in the room. I asked Wes, I was like, dude, like I could start crying and I can get really emotional free right now if you want me to. I can do it. And he was like, holy shit, do it. And he was like, do you want to clear the entire the room? Do you want a private room? And I was like, no, it's all, it's all good. Keep the cast in here or the crew in here. I don't care. Let's do it. We held that shot for about an hour straight, man. And it was like insanely taxing. It was so intense doing that shot for an hour over and over and over. He wanted us to be in a state where we were so drained and defeated. And we were, we were in that room for 16 hours already. It was like 14, 16 hour shoot day. It was like nonstop. That was the last scene that we had to get shot. We were already destroyed. He wanted us to go there. And, um, what makes, in my opinion, I, at the end of the day, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just having a good time. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I don't right. know if anyone really ever knows what they're doing, but for me, what I think makes, a, you know, a character believable is you try and find things that are relatable in your life for that character. So, what he was going through is a sense of letting down this this little brother that he now looks at. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's like my little brother, and. I genuinely felt that I let him down in a world that's already been destroyed. And um, what kind of happened was I actually have had um, one of my closest martial arts instructors that really took care of me. He was, like, he was like my own father to me. And he taught me how to be a man, how to understand energy and movement. How to genuinely just be a good person? Like I owe him a huge part of my success for who I am. This is a separate instructor than Simon Ree. I trained with you know multiple guys at once, and um, when I was about 20 years old, he passed away, committed suicide, and it was very intense for me. And I went through all of that. And um, a big part of his his uh, living was he felt that he let me down because he couldn't move properly. He was in so many accidents. His body was destroyed. He had surgeries for everything. His body just fell apart on him. That's really just the simple answer. And um, a big part of him leaving was he just felt like he let me down and he let down his family. And I ended up channeling that energy at Brandon in that film. At the very end, that's all I could think about. And what was really intense was after we were done nobody asked me if i was okay everybody went and asked brandon if he was okay because the type of energy i was projecting at him was destroying him and it was it was just a crazy energy battle in that room like nonstop. yeah so i hope there was a glimpse of that in that last piece there oh there definitely was that was a nice (laughs) that was
2: definitely a nice moment it was a really palpable moment in in that uh, and it's a short film so you know those moments really stand out when you can Uh, kind of focus on that and, and really see some of that character come through.
1: Yeah. And, and Wes just guided us beautifully and, and he, he did everything he, or we did everything he wanted. And, you know, I'm kind of like a soldier on set. I just do as I'm told, you know, and he's kind of the captain. I just ask him, can I do this? Can I do that? And if he says, yes, I take it 120%. I don't stop until he says to stop, you know? So I'm very lucky to have somebody like him and Brandon to be able to be a partner with such a pro. You know, I'm very lucky. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's an awful lot of emotion to pull out of a, a short film.
1: <laughs> totally. No, I mean, it is, right? It, it,
2: it, when you think about it, this is like, a, it's like 12 minutes at, at most, right? Nine, 10 yeah. minutes, something like that. And, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, to put a lot of that uh, emotion and, and draw that kind of energy, that's potentially painful energy to kind of draw on. That's uh, that's that's intense for for something that's 10 minutes long. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, totally is. It's it's a very intense little piece. Super different than anything Wong Fu's done before.
2: That's cool. So, what came first with this one? Did the story about the post-apocalyptic world come first, or did the idea to get together and beat the crap out of one another come first?
1: <laughs> I think like fighting was definitely the inspo. Hundred um, percent was, but finding a reason to fight was the biggest thing. Is okay. We have two people, two talented artists that want to fight each other why are they going to fight each other okay next part is what are their characters and what are their relationship to one another okay now that we have that what kind of world is this going to become what kind of world or why are they in this situation why do they feel the way they do and it just keeps you know snowballing that way yeah Mm.
2: the editing was nice too by the way cutting from the beach to the bat cave and back again was
1: really really sweet Wow, that was all Wes, man. That <laughs> Those little beats, some of those beats were not in the original script. I think that just comes alive in post when you start to see it all fall together. That's cool. But yeah, Wes definitely killed that little part. And then uh, Tommy definitely helped with the editing as well, too. So it was kind of the both of them together, but
2: yeah. All right. So from that intense piece to... Pretty much a one eighty because uh, karate guards <laughs> is a completely different flavor to me. Uh, it felt a little like a ninety sitcom, uh, and then you yeah. know that you had some awesome fighting in there. So, and it this felt like it was definitely the first of what could be a series. So, mm. whose baby was this?
1: This is Johnny and I's baby. That's cool. It's, yeah, Johnny is my team's director and writer for O'S Films. All right, so
2: tell me about the talent here. You got uh, Christopher Troy again involved this is inspired by true events so what exactly was the true event that kicked this off
1: this is a really cool story man i actually enjoy telling this one this All is right. fun. i mean i t- i enjoy telling everybody but this one in particular is awesome we we threw that in to see if it would really throw people off because it is it is based off of true events and everyone keeps asking us now like what is it what's true <laughs> um so Johnny's family, he actually comes from a champion line of martial artists and they all competed with Chuck Norris on the same karate fight team back in like the 60s and 70s before he was really well known as Chuck Norris and he was in film and everything. So they were competing and fighting together and they were just normal karate guys that owned a school and they started getting offers to bodyguard. But just because you're a karate guy doesn't mean you know how to bodyguard or protect somebody. So they would go and bodyguard and we actually took little moments and little stories that we know of their, their last name is the Alegrias. So if you're like a hardcore karate guy, tongsudo guy, and you grew up in like the 60s or 70s, you definitely know who they are. So, yeah, the Alegrias and, and Chuck, they have a lot of funny stories that um, Johnny was able to bring to the table. And the same with my instructor, Simon and Philip Ree Before they got into the film industry, they were like bodyguards. They were bouncers. Like That's kind of what you did while you were teaching karate. It's really funny. So we wanted to take their stories and put it in a modern-day setting with Christopher Char as the leads for this one. Cool.
2: Yeah. Now the trailer had a little bit of a, a left turn there because there was a uh, sleeping with uh, one of uh, <laughs> somebody's wife and that didn't show up in the uh, the first episode there. So. <laughs> was that on purpose? Totally on purpose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so funny. Well, we actually shot that backwards. so we shot the film first. And one of the things that I'm kind of like I'm adamant about with my team is you need to put as much work into advertising as you do into the actual film. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short, especially, I mean, just modern films. You can do a $40 million budget movie, but if you don't spend any money on advertising, it's going to fall flat. And, And I've spent a lot of time studying that and that's why we make the small little two minute pieces to promote the film we have all the photos that we release i have a whole separate team just for social media and advertising aside from just the filmmakers on the team um because i believe it's that important so we shot it kind of backwards and the whole point of it was for people to get a quick glance of ralph and ray and to understand like who are these two people and kind of what's their relationship to each other. And um, I think Johnny wrote that one solely. I don't even know if I helped write that. I can't even remember, but it's all a team effort. So we we went into that, and that was funny as shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) was a little curveball, for sure. I'm so shocked that so many people were able to relate to Ralph and Ray's story. And I was like, that's not good. Holy shit. That's <laughs> bad. Damn. <laughs> Everyone that was, says, holy crap, that's like my instructor, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he totally slept with so and so's mom. And I was like, what? That's not real life. People are actually doing this. What the hell? I thought it was like, I thought I was the weirdo, and Johnny's got funny ass stories too, but we're definitely like characters. So I'm like, I'm telling him, I'm like, this is not, like, the normal. He's like, bro, this is normal. This is every fucking karate school. There's always wow. that one guy. And I was like, no way, dude. And I look online, there's a lot of people that are relating, which is kind of scary. That's funny.
2: <laughs> I can't say I, I, I've i seen anything like that, but that's crazy. <laughs>
1: I don't know what to say man we just went and did it we thought it was funny so that it is what it is
2: <laughs> So when you were coming up with this particular project it's it's very lighthearted it's very funny how did you put together getting that lighthearted aspect mixed in with that awesome fight scene cuz the, the the character that you play Ralph he just wants to show off and kick ass so yes. you know it, and it it comes together in that that cool fight
1: scene at the party when you were hashing this out, how did you work that together? Well, Ralph is actually a real person. That's Johnny's great uncle, Uncle Ralph. And Uncle Ralph was like, he's the uncle you don't talk to at the family <laughs> gatherings because he's a psycho. <laughs> I, okay. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but like, it's not normal. I mean, it's, it's normal to see Uncle Ralph. As an adult with different women, every time you've seen a man, wow. I'm not joking, dude. Like this wow. kid, he's like, he's an old school champion. This is just the mentality that he has, and um, I definitely have like tendencies where I can relate to that person. And especially for the fighting, if I got into a fight, man, like I don't mind getting punched in the face, and that's kind of Ralph's. That that's where Ralph is. Is like. You can go ahead and hit me, man. It's all good. Like I don't care about getting hit, but if I land a jump spinning kick, I'm going viral, and I'm the shit. <laughs> and Ray's like, "You're gonna get us killed, bro. We need to be efficient. <laughs> yeah, you know, one, two, three, take them down, and the fight. I'm like, that's boring. I've done that a million times. Let's have fun, man. <laughs> and it's 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 you know, Ralph kind of creates a reason for entertainment and raise the the voice of reasoning to be able to try and pull them back. And they really need each other. You know at the end of the day yeah Ralph's definitely reckless Superman and that's I definitely have a lot of that personality like as Noah <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely kind of like that man
2: <laughs> yeah but it, it looks like Ralph leads that fun life right so Noah must be having some of that fun life too
1: totally man I, I enjoy <laughs> everything I, I'm always having a great time
2: <laughs> that's cool alright so where where do things go from here then with these projects because there's a story to be told with trace and I want to know more about about that world, and there's definitely a follow up to Karate Guards because Ralph and Ray have to get into more uh, adventures. So, what yeah. happens next?
1: So, one of the big reasons why we did Karate Guards, we, we knew about this concept for a very long time, it was something we've always wanted to do. We really got the reason to do it because Johnny and I finished writing the feature, it's called Almost Heroes. And I'm attached as one of the leads and our producer at another production company is actually selling it right now. So we're looking at getting a budget for that one. And we want Troy to be the other lead. And it's a very similar type of of character dynamic between Ralph and Ray and Almost Heroes. So we were using almost as a practice actually for the feature that we're, we're working on right now. So if we get that picked up and launched, you know, you'll see more of Noah and Troy on screen together, working together. Um, It's a little bit darker, the world that we wrote, but it's actually a Western. So it'll be very interesting. And I'm um, I'm very proud of it. I'm very, very proud of it. That's cool. Yeah, Johnny and I both wrote that. So Karate Guards was at first just a practice test for Troy and I to get our chemistry and work on our comedic beats and just get comfortable on camera with each other. And um, Josh is using it as a pitch as well to show producers our dynamic together. But we actually had one of the top writers over at Fox, you know, see Karate Guards, and he's actually helping us formulate and prep Karate Guards, getting our one pager down, and working on on possibly making this a show, whether we sell it on Netflix on streaming service we don't really care where it goes but if yeah. we're given funding to do it we're definitely going all the way through with karate guards oh that's awesome yeah so that that is something we're working on with that and with trace there's been a ton of, uh, of buzz on that so yeah. i've had a lot of um, my producer friends hit me up and they're asking all the right questions i think wes is down under right now he's in australia so when he gets back i'm going to see him and then i'll talk to him about where the future of this goes but wes i think I don't know if I'm speaking too too forward right now, but, you know, I, I did talk to Wes and he said, the question isn't, what are we going to do with it? It's when are we going to do it? Oh, that, wow. That's, that's Wes. Yeah. That's what Wes told me. So I think at the bare minimum, if it's something that Wang Fu decides to produce on their channel and it's a full series, I think that's something that could be possible at the bare minimum, but we're definitely thinking about something bigger, you know, going forward. That's cool.
2: There's definitely a lot of room there for uh, just exploring that whole world. I I love the whole dystopian epics. So to be able to find out what happens to uh, Max and Cyrus would
1: be fun. Yeah, man. Everybody was asking us, man. (laughs) They're like, why did you end it like that? But it was like just a small little taste at the world that Wes has created for us. So. There's a lot to play with there. Yeah, I have a, a pretty good idea of where he's going to go and where he wants to take it, but yeah, I just need to sit down, talk to him, and and see. You know, we just need to make up our minds and figure out where we're going with it. But the 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 big part is that if Wes does decide to go forward with this with Wang Fu, that's a massive step forward because it's very different for Wang Fu. So it's it's going to be very interesting, but. The fans responded extremely well. Actually, my whole team was shocked because if you post anything online, you're always going to get one or two people or more than that saying something negative. The comments were 100% positive. It's crazy. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, that really was something slick and definitely something really kind of cool and different. So it was nice to see that.
1: Yeah, we were we were very, very lucky. <laughs>
2: Very talented. I mean, you know, you know what you're doing, and you have a a talented team around you. So, you put all that together, and something cool comes out.
1: Thank you so much, man. It's it's just hard work. We just yeah. all work our asses off. That's all it comes down to. <laughs>
2: well, like like we were talking about before, you don't seem to stop working. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the other cool things that popped out of Trace was actually the reason I'm going to the East Coast right now is. I'm not sure how much I'm, I'm supposed to say. They haven't signed any NDAs. I don't. No one has ever signed any NDAs. I don't know why. They just trust us. I'm like, shit, man, you got to give me some parameters so I know what to say and what not to say. But using some good judgment here, my friend who is a very, very well-known commercial director, I believe there are top three guys in the industry right now. He is one of the top three. Cool. Top of the line commercial directors. He saw Trace. We've been talking. He has a feature that he's been working on for the past 12 years. No writer has been able to write his vision until now. We showed them our one pager for the concept. So he gave us his concept within 48 hours after I did a commercial with him. So I flew out to Boston, did a commercial with him, and then I I was able to hustle him like show, it, show, it, show. It. So he's like, okay, you Noah, know I trust you. You're, you know, we've we've gone through the ringer on this one. So he showed it to us 40 hours later. We showed him a one pager. We showed him the first 10 pages of the script that we want to make. And we sat down and showed him the entire outline of us solving every single problem that they had with their concept. Cause there were a lot of issues, but he created such a cool world and it is sci-fi sci-fi action. Sweet. And, um, they definitely want me to be the lead and they're having Johnny and us write it. And it's going to be a massive production. Like wow. these guys, they spent like high six figures just doing the storyboard. And, um, he, he went backwards. He shot the entire storyboard first without a script. And um, he's already pitched it to major networks. Everybody wants a taste of it because it's just so beautifully shot. And the story is awesome. It's extremely, um, it, it's tasteful, man. And it's going to be really, really good. So Johnny and I are working on that. We're writing that for them right now. So we got to go back to the East Coast once a month at least, or every other month to show the, the next revision of the script for them yeah man it, like i said we don't stop it's crazy <laughs>
2: that sounds cool that sounds really exciting when would yeah. you be able to start uh, talking about who's involved and what it's about or anything like that
1: man i have no idea probably a year honestly i have no idea All hopefully right, well, sooner than, than that yeah we'll talk
2: it, we'll talk before that but when when you do know you're going to come back on the show right
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely keep everyone posted because you're just, I mean, you're so professional. I love working f- with you, man. You're so cool. awesome. You ask great questions. You have a good presence. And like, my fans have given me feedback about what they like about your podcast, which oh, has been awesome. phenomenal. It's just like, it's easy to read. You have a lot of like relatable people that you're able to bring on. And I think people just like hearing us talk together. So, dude, of course, man. 100%.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Now, and, and you're, I mean, you're always an awesome guest. You always have, I mean, you always know what you're doing and you always have, um, you, you know what you want to talk about and you know how to, to, to pitch everything. So, uh, it's always great hearing about your adventures. What I'd like to hear more about is that pirate, but we'll talk about that a- another time. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so funny, <laughs> but all right. So we talked about how busy you are and. I know that you're incredibly busy because my Instagram feed is full of Noah Flader, and
0: and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why.
2: No, no, no. (laughs) It's 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 totally fine because you know I follow you, and uh, all your short films all pop up. There's all all kinds of fitness stuff that comes up with you as well. So uh, when I say that you're busy, you're beyond busy. You're doing
1: all kinds of stuff. How do you even manage to keep up that energy level? I think it's just sheer will, man. Because like I. This is this is my prime. This is when I'm gonna look back when I'm sixty years old and I'm like, these are the good old days, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I I just I work as hard as I can. I think a lot of it has to do with my programming as a child, the way my, my parents brought me up. Like my dad right now is in Yellowstone for two weeks fly fishing and backpacking. Wow. And that my dad doesn't stop, dude. And they were literally just in Catalina. He was in Philippines scuba diving. My dad is like nonstop, like adventure man and my little brother's with him so is my stepmom but that was literally my entire life is like every weekend we were out in the mountains or doing something crazy throughout the week i was like sailing karate you know doing boy scouts i'm an eagle scout i did all this stuff man my entire life and we were just like non-stop busy and uh that just that's normal to me just constant movement and structure discipline and enjoying all the things that i get to do so now that you know, because from an early age I understood, you know how to maintain that kind of lifestyle, and then the structure that Boy Scouts taught me, that JROTC helped teach me. I did Naval Sea Cadets and martial arts. When you have all those kinds of discipline, you're able to create your own system. I now I have my own production team, O's Films, and I can implement it in that. So we just were are nonstop because of the way I've grown up. Really. But I love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm
2: sure. Now, let's uh, talk about O's Williams really quickly, too. What yeah. other projects do you have in the works? You've you've done some cool stuff already. What else is coming down the line with you guys? Yeah,
1: man. So we're writing two features. I told you about one of them. The other one is not for sure. Once they give me the contract and we sign away as the writers for it, they they want me to write that. And the producer that's going to fund that one wants me to come on to his other movie that's in Louisiana I definitely can't say who's a part of those films, but I would. They, they want me out there. They wouldn't They wouldn't even tell me. They're like, we can't tell you who's involved. And I was like, you want me to fly to Louisiana for a month? I can't just leave everything, dude. But that's the industry standard. They're like, it's a movie. Are you in? Are you out? And you're like, yes, I want to work. I'm like, dude, Like, I make good money as is. I have a lot of other things that we're working on right now. I can't just drop everything for something you're not telling me about. So they finally told me and I was like, shit. I got to go to Louisiana. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, That's got to be a good name. It's going to be, a, I promise you, everyone's going to freak out that I'm going to do this. I'm I'm very excited about that, but it's not for sure. Nothing's for sure till sure. the check has cleared, man, of course. the film industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is how it works, man. It's a bunch of crazy people. So yeah. we, we got that. I did another project with a friend of mine. Her name is Arden Cho. She's actually one of the actresses from Teen Wolf. She's on Chicago Med right now. The girl's phenomenal. Such a great actress. And we just did a a little piece. It's called House Call. And um, her and I play husband and wife together. And there's a little bit of gun action. And I think people are really going to like it. (laughs) Cool. I
2: think think you've posted a few clips of you training for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. We went to the gun range. I have friends that are... Uh, law enforcement. I definitely can't say who they are. Their names, like they're not even supposed to really be training us. <laughs> but <laughs> they're friends of mine, and they brought us to the gun range. They they trained us firearms, and I worked on a lot of different types of new choreography that I know a lot of people want to see me do. It's it's definitely that like John Wick style action. I want to show everybody what that would kind of look like if I was able to do it. And Arden just was such a professional handled everything. Great dialogue. Super funny. Cause Johnny wrote it, of course. And yeah, it's, it's going to be another really fun, great piece. I'm excited for that one. Awesome. So yeah. what is
2: the end goal for you with all of this? I mean, you're a production company, you're a filmmaker, you're a writer, you're an actor, you're a martial <laughs> artist. How do you bring all this together? What is it? What is that finish line? And, and when I say finish line, I don't really mean finish line because that obviously that never
1: stops for you. But so <laughs> where does this go? Where do I, where do I become somewhat satisfied? Right. <laughs> when I'm the lead for, you know, seven figure, you know, salary type movies, seven, eight figure, you know, <laughs> movies, that's, yeah. that's when I'm satisfied. And there's a long road to get to that point, hundred percent. And I'm enjoying the journey, man. And that's all it, that's all it takes. And, you know, I, I take a lot of time to study the people before me. You know, for instance, Bruce, everybody loves Bruce Lee. The Rock is phenomenal. I love The Rock's career, how he's blossomed. Donnie Yen's another fantastic one. Donnie Yen didn't become popular till 20 years into acting. That's not that's not counting his martial arts training. He, you know, specifically 20 years of him being on screen, then he started to gain some popularity. You know, so in some ways, I mean even The Rock, The Rock's had a crazy you know, career, but he hasn't fully like reached a great height till recently. Within the last five to ten years, and he's in his fifties right now. So I understand the process and how long it takes. Some people are luckier than others, and as long as I'm doing it with my friends, I'm enjoying it, and I'm as meticulous and hardworking as I am now. I know that we'll get there. We'll get. We're getting all the right attention right now, and um, yeah, once I get to that point where I'm. If I have a writer's credit in the films that we're doing, because I'm helping create the film, which is like a huge passion of mine. And then me being on screen, me fighting, me acting. I love acting so much, but I have a big, way bigger game plan. And it's really, we have a lot of messages for this world. And I think that we live in a really harsh world right now. And I think a lot of people need more inspiration, positive messages. And it's hard to do that if you're not the face of something. It becomes much easier to do it when you are the face. So that's why I'm so adamant about being a part of the writing and then being the actor because people need a face that they can relate to. From there, it's not just me, man. That's why I have a whole team with me is that everybody has an incredible voice, an incredible way of saying something that I'm able to take and channel as the voice. You know? And it's like, it's a blessing, dude. It, It really feels like this higher power is really like, come down is really taking care of my team and I it's all formulated together so I've I've only been two years three years persistent on my acting which doesn't count with my martial arts at all just my acting so with that it'll take some time before I'm at the point where I really want to be but I think I'm growing at a very uh, unique rate because there are so many people dedicated to me I think a normal actor that's trying to make it just goes to classes and that's all they can afford to do. I have an entire team dedicated to my growth. So I'm very, very lucky for that as well, too.
2: Well, you're clearly enjoying the ride for yourself. and <laughs> What's fun is that your enjoyment of that whole ride is really comes through in all the stuff that you do. So as fans, we're enjoying that ride with you. So
1: thank you for that. I think that's the beauty of social media as well, too, because I needed to find different reasons To post, I have to always have like a big reason to do something, an overall goal. And I was like, I think social media, one of the big things for me is that it's like everybody following me from the very beginning. And I think that's going to be really cool to later on really see once it blossoms, once everything really takes off. There are the people that I will always remember from the very beginning that whether you're a part of my team, whether you're just a fan, whether I've worked with you, I will remember. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great way to connect.
2: And uh, I mean, I, for one, I'm glad that I was able to connect with you in, in whatever little capacity that I can. So best of luck with all the stuff that you can't tell me about, which you will hopefully tell me about soon. <laughs> uh, congrats on Trace and congrats on Karate Guards. And Thanks, best man. of luck with everything else you have going on. No, thank you so much for coming back, man.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. <laughs>
2: Much thanks to Noah Flader for joining me for a third time and for sharing some cool insights into the production of Trace and Karate Guards. Awesome guy, always so driven to just keep putting out great content, so I always wish him and Oast Films the best of luck. I'll place links to both Trace and Karate Guards in the show notes, so check them out when you can. They are both very cool and may wind up being the first of future efforts, so get in on the ground floor now. And We turned off the mics and talked for a bit afterwards, so I cannot reveal what we discussed, but if everything falls into place... Watch this space for what could be some really exciting news from Noah and Osa Films. No, none of it involves a certain pirate, but there are definitely badasses involved, so stay tuned. Follow Noah on Instagram and Facebook. Those links will also be in the show notes. And of course, give me a follow, and if you can, hop on over to iTunes and give the show a star rating or 5, because it always helps. The show has picked up a lot of traction within the last year or so, so let's keep the momentum rolling. Give a follow to my Castaways buddies at the Twitter hashtag Castaways for more indie podcast goodness. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace.
0: Poison Clan rocks the world. We the tea house ready for some action Drink a little wine and get drunk and then we're fighting ha This time it's warm We smash the place up with our the claws We walk into the tea house ready for some action Drink a little wine and get drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war We we'll smash the place up With a dragon claw. I see the iron fist Evunked from the daily prayers Shouting monks on their hands Running down the thousand stairs The fatally car Now's in King News hands With the fearless idea, roaming Over the lands Yet yeah, the little bit Soldier is older Wiser He wants a world of peace Because he doesn't want to fight you all got the venom mob Laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks Guaranteed to graze jars Fight for the cars and pause here The on the yen back kicks Will defeat the outlaws Very good But the no hit back Yeah the death jewel's here David D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jetley's even faster The child a little dream Because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see magic on his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shan chi movies Will the hero survive? We've got the Brave Archer Make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cut the vampire's back we got Lam Ching To kill them all To so stand back He plays the black magic On the soul of the sword This time it's war, we we'll smash the place up with a dragon claw See, it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood. Or just drip drop The head kick, neck chop, balance the not stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins she has got her, just in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen, she got the parties on the floor, when the blood it'll splatter against the walls Don't fear at all, she kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless, unlucky the fist of legend at the car, Jet Li. I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll we'll always be a beast, you rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets, in a simple, see the facts are these, there's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action, Drinking a little wine, we getting drunk and then we're fighting, ha, this time it's warm, to smash the place up with a dragon claws, we walking to the tea house, ready for some action, Drinking a little wine,